What? Can I say that when I come in? Say What's what? up, bitches? Yeah, if you want to. I'm back. Bitch. Hey guys! Welcome back to another episode of Cults and Theories. Um, this is Mikesh. Today, dum, dum, dum. I have Sam! Woohoo! I've missed you. I've missed you so much. Um, as some of you may know, that the last two episodes I had guests come in um, because Sam has a new boyfriend. <laughs> and everyone knows that like when you get a new boyfriend or girlfriend or significant other, you want to spend time with them, which I get. And she's also had, you know, some other things come up and it's taking up a little bit of my time. It's fresh. It's new. fine. I'm not upset I'll at all. I'll be back. I'll be I'm back. Um okay, so today we have a conspiracy. Last week we talked about Nexium. This week we have a conspiracy that I'll go over. Um, in the meantime, though, I did want to bring up just a couple things. We have listeners in Europe. What? <laughs> I didn't uh-huh. even know that. Yeah. So the the hosting um, uh, hosting site that I use, they can see and they track where your listeners are. So most of the people are in the United States, but. Um, How many listeners do you know? Like approximately? I think in total, like over a hundred. What? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's kind of makes me nervous. Why? I don't know. Well, it's fun. It's great. No, it is. It's very fun. It's it's just a little weird. Like people want to hear us in other countries. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, Anaya. What? Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Once again, we're not on the same queue as yeah, to memes. It takes me a second, but I got it. Got you. Okay. Anyway. Um, but yeah, we have some in Europe. Um, over like 100 listeners, which is really, really, really cool. Um, we still have our Patreon page. We still have some donors. If you can't donate or you don't want to donate money, that's totally fine. Another good way to support the podcast is with a five-star review on yes. iTunes because I've had a lot of people say they're trying to listen on iTunes. They can't find it. Like me. Like you. Um, the more you listen, I'm sorry, the more you rate and review, the higher it'll go and you'll be able to find it. And having reviews on iTunes is just the best thing since vodka. Oh, yes. Or gin. Or alcohol in general. Oh. Alright. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so and you guys can see her face right now. <laughs> it's a little bit disgusted. Alright. You want to know what we're going to talk about? I'm literally <laughs> so excited. I Me want too. to know so bad. I'm really excited about this one. Uh, Project Pegasus. Okay. Never heard of it. Oh. Alright. Which uh, is good. It's on time travel. <gasps> So, I recently listened... Can you time travel me to November when Rick and Morty comes out? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to be, like, in click where I can just, like, have my life on that mode. Okay, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I'm just... I'm not a a huge... Well, you should. Okay. Okay. Project Pegasus. Um, This one I came across because... 
It didn't scare me like the other ones as much. Like, end of the world shit. That, I did not like that. So, um, the time travel part was interesting. After reading all this, I would say I may have become a little bit of a believer. I wish I knew what you were believing in. Oh, let me tell you that. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, cool. So, in this, the main character is Andrew Basagio. Character. Character. Okay. Oh, not character. Main person. So, listen. Okay. He is a Vancouver, Washington lawyer of um, apparently high reputation. So, he's like a high up there lawyer. Um, And before prefacing any of this, he ended up signing an affidavit where he said that everything regarding Project Pegasus is true. He's not fabricating it. He's not lying. And he actually puts his um, degree on, or not his degree, but his license on the line. So if it comes out that anyone's able to disprove him and say that he's lying, he can actually lose his certifications. Yeah. So he, um, as a side project, he runs Project Pegasus, which we'll get into. Um, So it's a group dedicated to lobbying the government to release the secrets of teleportation and time travel for the benefit of mankind. So it's just kind of an overview that we're giving first. Mm -hmm. Um, He also refers to himself as the discoverer of life on Mars. And he decides to describe himself as an indigo child, which I'll talk about. Um, That's kind of another little... There's a lot of little side notes that we can go on Mm -hmm. in regards to this. So I'm going to try and... Narrow it down as best I can. So, um, Andrew enjoyed a successful career as a journalist and lawyer until sometime in about 2008 um, when he started submitting academic papers to the National Geographic Society about aliens, buildings, forests, and animals that he was seeing in blurry Mars rover photographs. So, he noticed these and was, like, sending them in? Yes, and he wanted to talk about them. He wanted to write stories about them to National Geographics. So they declined to publish his papers due to the technicality that these things existed only in his mind. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they're like, nah, we're not going to do this because we think you're lying. Which Hmm. is fair. I mean, it makes sense, but at the same time, like, they don't know. But she don't know me. <laughs> okay, so according to Andrew, between 1962 and 1972, the U.S. government ran an operation called Project Pegasus. So the program led to the successful development of a number of highly advanced technologies allowing for teleportation, physical time travel, and holographic time travel, which I think we'll get into either one of them. I don't think it goes into holographic time travel, but basically... Holographic time travel is the opening of Pegasus, the portal that I'll talk about. And instead of actually going through the portal and being put into another time, you're just seeing an, a video almost of it. So it's like this portal is opened up and you see a video of what's going on in It's that like a time. hologram. Yes. But you can't go into it. Okay. That's just one version of it. Okay. Uh, He claims the program was run jointly by the CIA and DARPA and that it was used to contact former presidents, teleport to Mars, and maintain rapport with extraterrestrials. 
you say former presidents, as in ones who were in the past? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is just bonkers. Bananas. Bananas. Just bananas. All right. So when he was a, just a child, Andrew was selected from a group of physically gifted children to become a time-traveling liaison who would then go to meet historical and future people, as well as various extraterrestrial entities. Sounds like some Miss Pergowin's school of gifted children. What? Have you, what, you haven't read that book, Miss Pergowin? No. Or seen the movie? No. Gifted children. Um, Harry Potter. No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not Harry Potter. Did we just become unbest friends? I grew up on Harry Potter. You didn't know that about me. I didn't know that about you. You didn't know that about me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, side tangent. Let's get back to the show. You and I can settle this out later. Yes. Um, Okay, so basically the reason they say Andrew was selected is because his dad was a part of the CIA and DARPA in this... uh, program and kind of groomed him to to get into this that makes a little more sense because it's yeah. not like you're just picking some random kid out of no. st helens and being <laughs> like okay let's go take pictures of mars like let's he his family trouble. had connections yeah of some well sort. his dad was working on the project okay like literally 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 so he describes so andrew describes the portal as two parentheses shaped booms that were eight feet tall and spaced about 10 feet apart so a portal he describes the computer configuration from which the portal was being controlled as a rudimentary as rudimentary and plugged into the wall with a power cord that would look more fitting if it led to a drill press so like wow. or like a like a hair dryer. Trying to imagine this in my head. Yeah, so it's like plugged into the wall with like a little cord. To me, why would it need to be? I why don't. Know, does I guess... it need a cord if it's freaking time travel? Magic. No uh, electricity. Electricity. <laughs> Which is ironic. Basically, my next sentence. It's kind of ironic for a machine capable of tearing the spice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, iconic for a machine capable of tearing the space-time continuum. So you have this powerful machine that can literally put you back in the 1800s, and it has to be plugged in using a microwave plug, or no, toaster plug-in. Because I don't use a drill or that a lathe. That seems unpredictable and, like... Scary. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be far away and somebody accidentally unplugged that machine. Right. So, upon activation, this time-traveling machine created a virtual tunnel from radiant energy that was capable of bending the fabric of reality. So, did you ever watch... Mandela Effect. Oh. A Wrinkle in Time? Did you ever... I, I didn't watch that. Oh, it's good. I read the books, too. So, basically, what they... Books? I th- I'm pretty sure there's more than one. I think oh, it was I a series. It was like A Wrinkle in Time was the first one, and then it goes on from there. But basically, what they do is they take... Um, an object so you have like think of a ribbon and it's stretched out and you have your two endpoints where your fingers are and you want to jump from today to tomorrow so these are times 
yeah, the end of my, each ribbon. Exactly. Okay. And to make that go quicker, they just bend the ribbon together to where your fingers that were pinched are now together. Okay. So it creates a seamless move. You jump through this portal. The portal has bent that ribbon down so you can jump to tomorrow or jump back to wherever you were at. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. Okay, cool. So this radiant energy was actually discovered by Nikola Tesla, which was a, a pretty ahead of his time engineer for that mm-hmm. time period. Uh, the funny thing is, is that's its own conspiracy in itself. They say that the government actually killed him um, and took all of his work so that they can use it for themselves and for Project Pegasus because he had created the way to time travel. And so... I believe in it 100%. It has to be real. So um, pigmented. If you don't get that reference, I know you don't, but please keep that in. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Okay, so Tesla was the one who discovered... Who was discovered by the government in his New York apartment in 1943. The technology... Oh, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) Oh. So this radiant energy was discovered by Tesla, whose schematics was discovered by the government in his New York apartment in 1943. So his papers, his his plans. Mm -hmm. Um, The technology was integrated into what Passaggio calls... Andrew calls a plasma confinement chamber, which is what the user jumps into before being transported into a different moment or place in time. So the he little had this in that place. apartment. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, and they say that that's why he was murdered, I mean, or went missing, or and all of his went stuff was missing. <sighs> yeah, actually, funny story. I'm trying to do um, uh, research at work. And half of these sites wouldn't open up. Because there's blockers? I I don't know. It just said, like, unable to connect. Not even, like, a normal work error. because you it's... work for a bank and government <laughs> and don't want you to know the secrets. But, yeah. I mean, I mean, normally you get that error of, like, this website's blocked, but... It doesn't it show. It just wouldn't load? Yeah, it, just, it gives that little dinosaur that looks sad and is like, I'm unable to connect. You don't know? Okay. Nope. Anyway. It's a cloud. A cloud? Yeah, it just says unable to connect. Oh, I thought it's... it was a dinosaur. Yours might be a dinosaur. Fucking Christ. God damn it, Sam. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Sam. Jesus Christ, Sam. So, Andrew actually does time travel. So, we're going to get into that. Actually, His... facts actual facts he he writes this out as though he puts his career on the line like i did this okay so we're gonna get into it um his first journey teleported him to the state capital of new mexico though he remained in the same time period later in his life he says that he was able to corroborate the capitol building as a common location involved in the program from a woman who said she saw people materialize there he continued this training by traveling just a few hours back in time to get used to the sensation. So what they would do is, to get him used to it, they would teleport him back like a minute or two, but put him in another in another state so that he could get used to what it felt like. Yeah. Just a minute at a time. Um, eventually, he would travel back to Abraham Lincoln's Gettysburg Address, Washington's tent during the Revolutionary War, and even the time of Jesus. 
So what does this look like back then? Are people just appearing yeah. out of thin air? Yeah. Or I guess Tesla. It just Was it Tesla or yeah. Andrew? Te- no, 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 no. So Tesla had the the uh, equipment, had the technology to do it. Andrew is the main character, is the guy that we are uh, focusing on okay, that's so doing these things. Andrew would just appear out of thin air at the tent and just mm-hmm. dressed in normal clothes. And then, like, people were... So, yes. So, he would materialize, but they would try and coordinate his attire with that time period that they were sending him back to. Oh, so they, like... They knew where they were sending him, and they did their research. Um, We'll kind of get into it a little bit later, um, but just, I promise, I'll answer your questions. Hopefully. Uh, he says the government had a desire to check. Okay, I'm gonna tell you now. Um, (laughs) it always happens like this. I know you're just ahead of the game. I am. I get too excited. Um, he do. He says the government had a desire to check the accuracy of historical accounts of these three figures due to their significance in the fact that they have been written about extensively. So basically, the government's like, "Is this real? Does this really happen?" Um, Basiago says he also traveled to the future, to the year 2045, where he was transported to a building made of emerald and tungsten steel. He said that there was, uh, given, <laughs> there he was given a miniature canister of microfilm that he brought back to the 70s, which contained a wealth of knowledge of each historical event up until then. Um, apparently not everything is digitalized in the future. <laughs> I think it was set. funny in there. So, basically, he, from that canister, he was able to see things like 9-11. So, back in the 70s, this is, again, branching off to another conspiracy. From what he's saying, we knew about 9-11 before it even happened. He said that, basically, he had to watch 9-11 happen and they can't they can't say anything about it. Their their basis is they can go back and observe. They can't go back and change anything. And then they can't use that knowledge to then change the future. Yeah. Because if you change the future, then you're really messing up a lot of shit. Reality? Yeah. So I had heard and and watched a video on him talking about that and he said it was very hard knowing Okay, t- today's nine, September tenth. Tomorrow, oh, these people are gonna die, and you can't do anything about it. Exactly, and people were upset. They're like, "You could have saved all these lives and avoided all these wars." And not that I think it's right or wrong, but right. But the thing is, is that mm, what I want to make sure I'm not being insensitive is that well, yes, he could have told these people that this was gonna happen something way worse could happen. It's just the butterfly effect. I'm not exactly. saying that it was right or wrong that mm-hmm. he didn't say anything or, I mean, hypothetically said anything. Yeah. But you just never know what's going to happen. And when you're messing with time travel, you really need to, like... We don't know the rules. We don't know what you can and can't do. So it's best you just observe and move on. So I think some people would argue of then what's the benefit of time travel. Exactly. But in my mind, I think of it as a good way of understanding what actually happened in the past because 
I know a lot of times um, things are left out of textbooks or history because it's unpleasant. Or it's just unknown. Or unknown. Um, and so if we're able to go back in time, we can know what happened and then learn off of that and keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, so the thing he says about 2045 is that, ironically enough, it's a time of peace. What? Oh, I'm just excited for what you're going to say next. Oh. <laughs> What's to come? <laughs> well, he doesn't say much of anything. He just says that it's basically a time of peace. There's no war. Um, everything is just kind of okay. And that's really only... That's almost scary. Like, yeah, daunting. Like, what the fuck is going to happen? What's going to happen up until 2045? Yeah. Where it's going to be so bad that we're just peaceful and things are in Because something's got to happen to then rock the boat so hard to where we actually make a change. Mm-hmm. I mean, or they're already happening. <laughs> Hold back. <laughs> anyway, so tr- now getting back to kind of how it's possible, it's going to get a little technical, but for those of you that want to know how it works, um, as for how the teleportation and time travel was made possible... Uh, Andrew credits the teleporter technology reportedly developed by Tesla. So he gives credit. So he says, this is his technology. There's not a doubt. He doesn't know what happened to him, but he knows this is his. Um, Who um, was a legendary pioneer in mechanical engineering prior to his death in 1943. So bending the time-space continuum is supposedly achievable by harnessing what Tesla called radiant energy. And a curtain of this, quote, latent and persuasive energy in the universe is accessible through a machine made up of two gray eloptical booms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eloptical. I, don't know I quoted it. Better. I don't know either. But I quoted it because I wanted to make sure I didn't get it wrong. Yeah. Um, basically measuring around 8 feet tall, which were built uh, 10 feet apart. So 8 feet by 10 feet. So you go in between them? Okay. Yeah. And uh, Tesla built these. Yes. Okay. Um, he created the blueprints for it, essentially, and had the the shit that makes it happen. DARPA created the actual portal and area to which it was going to happen. They didn't work with Tesla. Tesla developed it, and then they stole it. Who did? DARPA, the Who's government. DARPA? Oh, okay. Okay. All right, here's where we get into another part. So. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Um, he also claims that he got a trans, uh, he got to transport multiple times to Ford's theater on the night of the president's assassination. Wow. Uh, they didn't, I didn't specify. I'm sorry. Uh, Abraham Lincoln. And because he was teleported to Ford's Theater in 1865 at several starting points in his present, so he transported back multiple times, um, he even encountered versions of himself during the visit because he had already written himself in time. So, so he keep going back a minute before, keep going back to that same... Inception. Mm-hmm. So you keep imprinting your version. So one one way that they explain time travel is you're not physically going back. 
what you're it's doing. It's like a copy of you, but yes. it needs to come back out. Yes. You die momentarily to, what? yeah, they explained it one, uh, um, one podcast I was listening to. They had researched it and said that the way that they've been told is that basically you have to allow yourself to momentarily die to copy yourself back in that time to then come back as that person, that copy to come back into reality. Because two of you can't But what exist. happens to that person? The, I'm sorry, what happens to the the present you? The present you, you just has died up? in that portal. Okay. The you that comes back is the imprint. Same that, body, though? Same body. Okay. Like, you don't actually die. It's not like you are... You know, it's just a version that of yourself. That's a stupid question because no, obviously it doesn't fucking come with a new body. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like thinking about it. Mm, that's not. All right. Um, this led him to conclude that while the technology used for Project Pegasus had real life uses as a teleportation ma- machine, there would be chaotic consequences if the government decided to frequently use it as time travel. He also believed that if the government decided to frequently use it Oops. I did that thing where I read the line and then went right back and read the line. (laughs) He also believed that what they accomplished in the program was not just involving bending time and space because they somehow also accessed alternate realities in adjacent timelines. So it's that thought of, I can make two decisions and if I were to go back in time and make that same second decision, or if I were to go back in time and make the second decision, I'm branching off and making all these different decisions, which create different timelines. Right. So he is saying that they're accessing all those different timelines, not just going back into the time that we know. Yeah, because you're changing it. Yeah. Aside from his alleged involvement with DARPA um, and Project Pegasus, Basiago also regards himself as a discoverer of life on Mars. He claims that during the 1980s, he was teleported to Mars as one of the ambassadors of Earth that made contact with existing civilization of our neighbor planet. At some point during his Mars mission, he encountered a dinosaur, particularly called a... On Mars? On Mars. What? Called a Martian plesiosaur. Anyway, um, so Andrew also reveals that among those who got teleported to planet Mars, just like him in the 1980s, uh, was President Obakarama himself. (laughs) (laughs) Was President Barack Obama himself, supposedly. Obama supposedly went by a different name during the Mars teleportation program. His name was Barry Sowentoro. Barry Sorrentoro. Barry Sorrentoro. Sorrentoro. Which researchers claim Obama actually used for his college transcripts when he attended um, college in Los Angeles. Weird. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. I don't know if you know this, but this guy, Andrew, is attempting to run for president. So he ran for president in 2016 and was shot down real quick. He didn't make it literal shutdown no no oh, no. okay i was like fuck <laughs> no 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 no. he was he his uh well let me get into it so this past election basiago unfortunately didn't make it past the prelim prim- preliminary primaries oh though he has future knowledge that sometime between now and 2028 he will either be 
uh, elected president or vice president. He says that his information was divulged to him from former members of career associations in the CIA. So, part of, my notes don't go into this, but part of what they did with the time travel is they would go back to um, presidents in their teens and young lives and tell them, you're going to be president of the United States someday. So they went back to people like Jimmy Carter, um, uh, JFK, Obama. They even said they went and visited Trump and told him he was going to be president and basically tried to groom them to accept... Don't work that well with Trump. Yeah. So, I agree. But yeah, that that they all deny it of course but apparently from this another another leg is that jfk was visited by the time travelers said you're going to be president someday and he wasn't given information while his he was president he wasn't given information on the project pegasus and he was apparently asking too many questions so they are the ones that had him assassinated who, who? JFK? JFK. Supposedly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is a conspiracy theory. <laughs> Nothing is facts. That is very true. That just is all somebody's... That should be known. Yeah. Is that nothing we say is fact. Other than the fact that it's not a fact. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking funny, bro. Bruh. <laughs> anyway, in the 2016 election, Basiago was unable to get his name on the ballot in all 50 states due to the exorbitant cost of running a presidential election. He says that it would have cost him $5 million and he just couldn't come up with the money. Therefore, he ran as an independent write-in candidate. And that didn't work. Mm -hmm. Since Um, I've never heard of him. Right. So, Andrew has another decade to fulfill his prophecy in landing in one of the top two positions in the White House with his campaign post for 2020. So, he's running for this next upcoming election. Have you seen his name out there for the election for 2020? I haven't been looking. I haven't either. Maybe we should. I feel like I already know. I know a couple candidates that are running, and I feel like I would vote for them, but... I don't know. I should I should look into it. But I don't know. Would you vote for him? Because basically, well, we'll get into it. So let me read you this. Let <laughs> me. sounds like a nut job. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, though, he's placing his whole career on the line. Like, he is an accredited lawyer. He has all the background. He has, you know, I don't know where I was going with that. He has a lot of experience in political knowledge oh no (laughs) (laughs) i love you i love you too all right let's get back to my notes um unlike other candidates andrew has posted a very detailed layout of his presidential platform and in the hundred policies he intends to enact once he is elected so these unwavering guidelines promise to usher a new era of truth reform and innovation in america Much of this platform is predicated on progressive policies like investing in public education, green energy, net neutrality, and religious tolerance. Judging his candidacy on these aspects alone, he might fit in with most of the far left. So he basically says that the government's biggest secret is time travel, and he is set on revealing it. 
and he wants the world to know. Okay, so, so how is he going to even get past the elections with that being this, like, the case? So there's another theory. So a theory is that he is following his destiny of trying to make all of this more public knowledge, making, you know, alien human life more accessible. Um, and he says that, or not he says, but it's theorized that if there are time travelers going back to help the presidents, the future presidents understand their destiny, that people are also going back in time to help keep Andrew safe, to allow him to keep talking. Because normally the president, or fuck, normally the government shushes everyone. Mm -hmm. And so what they're theorizing is maybe it is so true because people are protecting him from the government themselves. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so the first measure Basiago might enact upon taking office, which is uh, to declassify and reveal all technology related to quantum transportation and America's history of time travel technology. This would include the chronovisor, the holographic te- teleportation machine he says uh, he used to speak to George Washington. Although he says time travel for every citizen would create a universe way too chaotic, Basiago believes everyone should have access to teleportation. It would solve many of our transportation shortcomings. Hell no. no. It Hell would be no. cool to know that it exists, but... Can you imagine just, like, people going willy-nilly with the fucking transportation? No. Transportation. Time traveling, like, anybody has their hands on that, I think it definitely should be in a controlled environment. Yes. Yep. Um, so, a couple things that I researched on my own, I don't have notes on, but I'll go back on. Um, the thing with the... uh, Yes and no. So, one of his time travel trips was to the Gettysburg Address. Funny thing on that, supposedly, you can... Google pictures of the Gettysburg Address because, um, okay, back it up a bit. So, basically, they had a code for if shit hits the fan, run, and you'll be able to come back. So, if things get, um, because they don't want him to die while he's time traveling and they don't want him to mess up. what happens if he dies while he's time traveling? Right. That he won't come back. Gets stuck in limbo. Mm Mm-hmm. He's he's dead basically he's like dead dead so they had this um especially for the um, what would say on his death certificate would he even have one would they just erase his identity no they wouldn't because his body would be stuck in 1865 so what's in the machine nothing nothing yeah because he's basically remember the ribbon the machine. Yeah, I, mean, I think his, I thought, I imagined his body was just, like, still there. No. His physical body is now in the past. That's why you see the replicas of him over and over is because his... Does that make sense? No? No. I mean, this is very complex. It is. That's the thing with time travel, and that's why it shouldn't be readily available exactly. to everyone. Um, anyway, okay, so... Um, one of the trips back was to Gettysburg Address, but also the assassination of Abe Lincoln. And so remember when I said that he had gone back to that same time, but like a minute before Mm -hmm. each time. And so he saw himself. The protocol was get out before, 
um, or as he's exactly as he's getting shot, get out of the theater, and so he can see himself running, running out of the theater. Okay. Now, for those of you who don't know the Gettysburg Address, you'll also realize, or for those of you that don't do know the Gettysburg Address, you'll know that I just said George Washington. It was Abe Lincoln. <laughs> so obviously, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about either. But, um, so the Gettysburg Address is a speech that the U.S. President Abe Lincoln delivered during the American Civil War at the dedication of the Soldiers National Cemetery in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. So it was a big event. Basically, during this time, there was a mix-up on Andrew's clothing. So they usually prep him to look look a certain way. yeah. Yeah. They forgot about his shoes. So apparently... You can... He shows up with freaking bands on. He's trying to run away because he realizes, oh no, my shoes are wrong. So he's trying to run away from the scene and they snap a picture. And you can see him in the picture with his Nikes on. However, I do have a picture. Let me... You guys can't see this picture, but look it up. Um, yeah, so literally all you do is Gettysburg address, and then you type in Andrew. All you have to do is Gettysburg address and A-N-D, and it comes up with Andrew Basagio, which is, like, the first thing. And you can literally see... Okay, so you can literally see that little kid that's turning away supposedly is Andrew. Yeah. The one next to this one? Oh, Jesus Christ, Sam. I'm sorry, you have a freaking android. That one? Yeah. He's trying to run away, and apparently his shoes are... His shoes don't look that different from the other kids' shoes. But they don't have white shoes in the 1800s. Maybe he taped them. <laughs> they don't have tape in the 1800s. How do you know? I time-traveled. Okay, Andrew. Okay. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. What? (laughs) (laughs) So basically, if you Google, um, like... Andrew Spaghetti. Andrew Spaghetti? Where are you getting this from? Is his name Andrew Spaghetti? Basaggio. Oh. Or it's Basaggio, to be honest. Spaghetti. Andrew Spaghetti. (laughs) All right. So, remember in the beginning, I was like, he identifies himself as an indigo child. Mm -hmm. So, I did a little research on that. Like, what does that mean? Basically, it's used, it used to be that indigos were easily identified by analyzing their auras. As the theorists no longer believe this, they have come up with some new criteria. So, basically, um... If you think you're an indigo child, you, it says, they come into the world with a feeling of royalty and often, so, okay, back up, back up, back up. So now you have this whole story. You know what Andrew is claiming. You know what he says. You know he's a lawyer. He's trying to run for a presidency in 2020. He's time traveled. He's talked to aliens. He's talked to presidents. He's seen past presidents. He's seen way, way past presidents. Um, so now I'm going to list some 
characteristics of an indigo child. Um, says that they come into the world with a feeling of royalty and often act like it. They have a feeling of deserving to be here and are surprised when others don't share that. Their self-worth is not a big issue. They often tell their parents who they are, quote. They have difficulty with absolute authority, basically authority without explanation or choice. They simply do not do... They simply will not do certain things. For example, waiting in line is difficult for them. They get frustrated with... (laughs) Is this me? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I can wait my turn for I'm the most part. I'm a little part. indigo child. <laughs> Are you? No, I said you're my little indigo child. Oh, of course. They get frustrated. <laughs> they get frustrated with systems that are ritual, ritually oriented and you're do like, not require me, creative me, thought. Me, 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 me. me. Um, they often see better ways of doing things both at home and in school, which that makes them seem like system busters, non-conforming to any system. They seem antisocial unless they are with their own kind. If there are no others of like consciousness around them, they often turn inward, feeling like there are no other humans that understand them. Uh, school is often extremely difficult for them socially. They will not respond to guilt discipline. Basically, wait till your father gets home and find out what you did. Um, and they do not shy in letting you know about what they need. Shit. Did I just read my own horoscope? You're like, it's too real. <laughs> I think, I don't know. I don't know what the auras mean, but I think hearing that and then knowing kind of what we know about Andrew, to me, this is important because it kind of makes you think, is this just an elaborate hoax? Because he wants to feel important, or... Yeah, I mean, if these are his characteristics, it definitely seems like he could... Self-proclaimed, though. No one no one has said he's an indigo child. He's... So he made up these characteristics in Mm-mm. being... No, he identifies with the indigo children. Oh. He's saying, oh, yeah. Where did indigo children come from? I don't know. That seems... Apparently that's a thing with, like, auras and... Oh, okay. Maybe that's another... It's like a color... It's like a scorpion. Mm. It's like your sign. Okay. But like but your color. aura. Yeah. But your aura. I, I'm a sucker. I believe in it. I believe him. I don't know, man. It's fine if you don't. I mean, you can be wrong. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just am really the type, I believe in, in facts and science and like, um, I just, the, like the picture I'm skeptical. There are some that I'm looking at. You should look at it too. But they're a little weird. Like, it's like you really look at them and you're like, dude, you would like Rick and Morty. Like, you would actually, because it's about time, like time traveling and other dimensions and like the science behind it. I'm really into Dateline 2020 right now, so I don't know if I have time. Oh, man, that was a good eye roll. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Like a dramatic, like, one-eye one. So, there is an actual website called, uh, or named, or... <laughs> There's a website at www.projectpegasus.net where it's a really rinkety site. It looks really weird and unprofessional, but it's the, quote, like, original website for the project and it goes over andrew it goes over what he's trying to do what he's done so if you feel the need you can check that out 
Um, I do want to quote my resources. So apparently there's a Wikipedia page for conspiracy theorists, and it's called Rational Wiki. One word. Um, most of my info is from Gaia and ProjectPegasus.com. Nope, I lied. ProjectPegasus.net. <laughs> I assumed. Um, okay, so that's Project Pegasus. If y'all want to hear more, or if you want us to branch out, um, please let me know. The next conspiracy theory is going to be on one that Candace suggested, which is our Patreon donor. Uh, go Candace! I you love have a Patreon Candace. donor? Yeah. Um, next up, to kick this off on a more realistic note, uh, Sam, do you know you're a time waster of the week? Is that a TV show? Oh. There we go. Oh my god. Um, I changed it to Time Waster of the Week because Mackenzie had, um, a YouTube video that she liked, so instead of- Oh, when I like YouTube videos, it's not okay, but when Candace likes them- Candace! Mackenzie! You said Candace! Did I? Yeah, you fucking did, bitch! <laughs> okay. Do you want to know my time? I, okay, What's I your watch, fucking time? I watch YouTube week, videos religiously, you but Makesh said, nope, we're doing TV shows, but. I apologize. I don't know for what a time waster of the week is, this but, I, cost. but I can tell you. <laughs> I just finished a book. What? Yeah. You read? <laughs> I'm, a li- I'm literate. Thank you very much. I'm lit, fam. <laughs> <laughs> no, I read a book called supermarket by logic bobby hall the rapper yes what bobby hall and it's fucking amazing like it's in in like it's in the sense of like internal monologue like the way that he writes is so good and it, you know he's obsessed with like um quentin tarantino no so it's got I, who... I i mean i knew that but you said did you know and i'm like no oh. i didn't know but you know who that is yeah he's obsessed with him and so he writes like in that kind of style and it's really good it's like a psychological thriller have you ever seen shutter island no oh i gotta look that's my favorite movie but anyways is it's it scary kind of like it no it's like a psychological thriller like schizophrenic type Shutter Island. Mm-hmm. Okay, well now I know my next time waster of next week. Yeah, Maybe I'll Shutter report Island. on it. It's my favorite movie. It's really is good. it really? Yes. Aww. Besides the Princess Bride and Coraline. Sorry. <gasps> I loved Coraline. I, love I read Coraline. the book when I was in middle school. They have a book. Yeah, that's what it originated from. I didn't know that. Yeah. Fucking gnarly, bro. Okay, so this book, it's great. You like it? Was it child? Oh yes. Um, I loved it. It, it's very different. There was a lot of things. My sister-in-law read it in, like, a day. It took me, like, four days because I read it on and off. Is it small or... Yeah, it's not long. What's it's it about? It's just, like, a normal size book. I mean, I'm sorry. Back um, up. What's the name? Supermarket. By? Bobby Hall. Okay. Logic. What's it about? Um, so without, without giving, giving anything away. away, basically it's about this guy who works in a supermarket and he's trying to write a book. But, um... Maybe I'll read it. The world is not what he thinks it is. Interesting. Okay. Okay. It's okay. really freaking good. All right. Count and the if wall. you know, like, Logic's albums and the way that he has, like, his albums are very, like, they have. They're deep. Um, what's that called? Like, his his concept albums. Mm-hmm. The Incredible True Story. Um, it's I... all about, like, space and time and being oh. out in outer space. Okay. Um, okay. So he's just very, like. I don't know. Anyways, 
supermarkets all about inner monologue it's good stuff anyways okay um my time waster of the week i watch a lot of i wouldn't say i watch a lot of tv but i watch tv (laughs) (laughs) i've been feeling really not down this week but like really drained you know why why it's because it's been like three weeks since we've seen each other oh fucking yeah bud that's why that's exactly why fuck where would i be without you know so my time waster of the week is basically um like true crime so i watched the pamela smart case and the casey anthony case fuck that bitch Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sorry she got off scott oh just kidding just kidding you didn't hear that anyway if you want to watch it, I think it's on, It I know for a fact it's on Hulu, and you can just type in Casey Anthony. Um, the only reason, funny story, the only reason I know that name is because Childish Gambino has a song called Bonfire, and he says Casey Anthony in it, and I saw that name and I was like, because I'm really into music, and so I'm like, hey, I heard that in a song once. I'm like, let's watch it, and I was like... Oh, it's a fucked up... You didn't know what it was before that song? No, I... Or who she was? No, when I grew up, I I wouldn't say I was... I mean, I was pretty sheltered. We didn't really, like, watch the news or, like, know what was going on. We watched a lot of <laughs> Criminal Minds. We watched um, NCIS, Miami. Like, we watched a lot of crime watched shows. growing up? Yeah. Like, I think I was... I watched Tom and Jerry. <gasps> Oh, growing up. Okay, growing up, I mean, like, between 10 and 16. But, like, oh, as yeah, a kid. 10, 16, Tom and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> anyway. uh, Yeah, so I didn't know about those, and I didn't know about the Pamela Smart. Although, that happened in, like, the early 90s. Um, all right. We got our time wasters. We'll report back on it. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's because you're funny. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Feed my ego some more. <laughs> um, thanks, guys, for listening. Um, I can't even tell you how much I love doing this. <laughs> and it's like, like, I just love it. And I love, I, I sound like a fucking idiot. But seriously, thanks for listening. Thanks for liking Thanks for posting. Um, please leave a five-star review. It doesn't cost anything. It doesn't... All you have to do is just go on iTunes and say it's five stars and say it's great. It'll help um, push it forward. Um, other than that, stay woke, my friends. Oh, God, please don't. <laughs>